Get ready for your weekly dose of talent strategies and tactics from industry leaders to help you attract, select, and retain your top talent. You're listening to Inside Executive Search with Steve Yakish and Scott Peterson. My name is Steve Yakish, and this show is for business owners, board members, and executives exploring strategies and tactics to attract, select, and retain the very best. If you're not feeling 100% confident that you have a plan to attract the very best, keep listening. This podcast will help you get there. That said, I'd like to bring in the ever-accomplished Mr. Scott Peterson from Verseek Search. Wow, I haven't heard that one in ever. That was a formal, you know, I think we're going back 15 episodes. But yeah, I mean, we're on episode 19 now. We're a so very accomplished yeah, so executive I, search I professional. we hit 20, I guess I could be accomplished. <laughs> then you'd be a tenured. Tenured, yes. Maybe. I like that too. Wily, wily old veteran. <laughs> All right, so we're going to actually gear this one towards the... This is going to be a candidate edition, so it's not necessarily for specifically business owners or board members, but are for executives that might be potentially exploring a new opportunity. So we're going to go through kind of the ins and outs of evaluating a new opportunity, and really we're going to break it down into two components. One are the intangibles, and one is the tangible, which is kind of the compensation offer, all those things. How do you properly vet that out, right? Yeah, how, you, how do you vet it out, and how do you, how do you weight um, those those pieces to it. Yeah. Um, so there's could be, hey, might be less in base compensation, but the culture is amazing, growth yeah. opportunities. Uh, and so we'll get dive into the more uh, granular detail of what that might look like. And there's things to just be aware of as, as you're yeah. evaluating an opportunity. Perfect. And then we'll wrap up if you do decide to accept a new offer, uh, kind of that resignation process. What are some best practices? How to make it a less stressful situation, not only for you, but your current organization, assuming you want to leave there in good terms and make right. a smooth transition. So we'll cover yep. that at the end. Sounds great. All right. So Scott, uh, we're going to, let's let's look at the, the intangibles first. Okay. Because the, the offer thing, we've covered that in some other podcasts, but we'll, we'll we're going to hit it from a kind of a different lens. So um, I think personally, you know, all the intangibles, it's who you're working with, the role itself, um, culture, values, pace, you know, all of those things that we talk about. Um, but it's got to be a personal choice. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, it's, you, you got to weight those. Right. Um, how, does, how does one person go about kind of just starting this process, albeit it might be because they got a call from a you know an executive search professional like yourself, and they weren't even thinking, but now they got this opportunity. Right? How does one go about waiting? What's important to them? Well, I think it's important just to do some self reflection on that. Um, and and what I mean by that is, you know, if I'm interested in an opportunity or hearing about something new, there must be something about my current role, company. Um, Environment, environment, yeah. where the company is going, where it's not going, um, the size of it, the opportunity for growth, those, you know, all those things. So, why did I take the phone call to hear about a new opportunity? Um, and if you haven't done that and you're just trying to kick tires, I'd recommend don't do that. I mean, if you really are serious about 
hearing about an opportunity, really list out those things that are important to you. Mm-hmm. And, and so you have something to evaluate this new opportunity against. So if culture and, hey, I'd like to, I want to work at a company that's growing, doing acquisitions, the company I'm currently at isn't there, what does the new opportunity have to offer that I'm looking for? What are those key things um, that I want in my new new opportunity or new company? Sure. Well, and I think you got to look at it, I think, in a, in a couple ways. Are you... Is your current situation kind of toxic or stale or just not helping you get to where you eventually want to be? Um, so are you running away from something that's not satisfactory or not ideal? Um, or are you running towards something that is just that much better? You know, you may, because they may be in a great job with a, working right. for a great company that's growing, but what about this other opportunity is that much better or yeah. that much intri- more intriguing? Right? We use the word, what's what's so compelling about that new opportunity, sure. yep. right? We use those in previous podcasts. So again, evaluate each of these opportunities, you know, for what it is. Um, you know, it, does it allow me to get promoted into a position that I look at my current company and see the, the person above me has only been here for a couple of years. They're uh, new into the, their career in terms of that position, probably not anywhere for me to go. Mm-hmm. So you're not running away from that company. You're running towards a promotional That's a good example. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, let's say a random recruiter like me, you, know, you um, <laughs> or just even, you know, somebody in your network kind of brings an opportunity forward, right? Um, how do you unpack that opportunity? I mean, is it do you first look at what do I love about my current role? What do I wish was different? Start there, or do you kind of start and listen of what the other opportunity? I mean, how, how would you unpack you know, that? Personally, it's sort of a simultaneous equation, right? Because if I wasn't actively looking and I got a call from a recruiter, I really haven't analyzed my current situation until maybe after that phone call. So yeah. I'm gonna listen to the recruiter, and he's going to list out the things why this is a compelling opportunity for me to look at. Mm-hmm. Now I have to evaluate that with what I currently think about my where I'm currently at. So if you're actively looking, I think you've probably already done that in your current company. If you're not, you'll probably do it after you hear about this first one. So then you're, you're kind of in a, in a better position to evaluate if that opportunity does come all the way down to, you know, through the interview process and you, you want that oppor- you want that job, you want that company. Um, Support, you know, assuming you can get the compensation in the right spot yep. um, or all those other things that you're looking for there and, and you validated that they are there and available uh, for sure. you. So what if you were talking to a potential candidate and loved his or her job, but the only reason they were interested in your opportunity was compensation? What would what recommendation or what guidance would you give them? Oh, that's a tough one because <laughs> um, because a lot of times uh, leaving just for compensation is probably the wrong answer. Yeah, um, I, and I would say 99 percent of the time it's the wrong answer. Um, there's something at their current opportunity or current job that you know are they being compensated correctly? Well, maybe not. Um, so we can help them. We help them kind of evaluate where are they currently at. Is that market for the size company? The type of company is it private versus public? All those things, so we can help guide them to to where um, they can level set their expectations of where compensation should or could be. And and for sure, there's companies that underpay in a in a base comp, but there might be an ESOP component. There might be some of these other things that they're mm-hmm. not valuing like they should. And so someone needs to help them uh, kind of navigate that yeah. that piece of it. So if you had to kind of put maybe some 
large buckets of like I don't know whether it's three or four or maybe six categories. You know what would what do you typically recommend to you know candidates that maybe are just evaluating their current situation at at, at the time you call them right? Yeah. You know, BG, because you do have an opportunity for them. I mean, is it as simple as the people you're with, the culture, the you know, the current role and scope of responsibilities and compensation, or is there more to that? You know, I think it does come down to those basic four or five, six things. Um, um, To me, if your compensation's sort of right in the right spot from a market perspective, then you're down to the intangibles. And one of the biggest for me is, who do I work with every day? Who do I report to? Who's on the executive team? Um, Because you're gonna be spending an awful lot of time with these these people, right? Mm And, and so you should enjoy working with them. And if you don't, then when you evaluate a new opportunity, that's probably one of your major evaluations is who are the people that I'll work with and work for. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the, the biggest components. And then where's the company going? Is it growing? Is it stagnant? Um, whether I'm currently at a place that's that's stagnant, I'd like to have some growth because that creates opportunity. Yeah. Um, also can create some compensation um, windfalls down the road as well. Um, so I think you just, um, you know, you, everybody's got a personal choice in sort of what's most important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, uh, my recommendation is who, who you work for, who you work with. Um, and, you know, are you are you excited to go in and work with that team every day? Yeah. Well, and I think it, it's only fair to evaluate that, uh, you know, every year, every couple of years, because let's face it, our life situation changes. You know, I mean, I think it. You know, early in your career, and at least for me personally, when my kids were young, you know, I specifically didn't want to be in a role that was traveling a lot. Right. Um, whereas, you know, once my kids are, are gone and, and away and are in their adult life, guess what? Maybe travel might be exciting. You know, so what I wanted 20 years ago versus what I'm going to want in, you know, seven, eight years from now, completely different. So. You know, there's all those intangibles too. Right, and I, right. I think you just personally have to sort of do that evaluation yeah. yourself and look at it um, in increments of, you know, whether it's every three to five years, look at, you know, lot, most people don't stay with one company as long in today's world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reasons why they move are just what we're talking about, yeah. right? Things changed in their life or things changed at the company for now. All of a sudden now your executive team, um, you, you don't believe in them because their 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 ethics are in question or something along those sure. lines. It's, it's extreme example, but um, you have to kind of just self-reflect on a continuous basis and don't do it when you need to find a job. Yeah. Do it when you're in the job that you like. All right. Well, let's transition to the more tangible part of evaluating an opportunity, which is the compensation. Right. Um, not one comp plan is created equal, right? There's a, a million different versions. So what advice do you give people as they're evaluating aspects? I know in others podcasts we've talked about, you know, you got your base, you got your bonus and you got a long term. I mean, is, are those still the major three and how do you, how do you compare one versus a potential? Yeah. I mean, you have to look at the components. So, you you know, you're not going to, you know, if you're getting working with a recruiter, they're going to be able to guide you of what's going to be this sort of opportunity at the, at the new company. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get the offer, how do you evaluate what I currently have with what, what they're offering? And the simple, the simple side of me says, put it on a piece of paper. Yeah. What's my base? What's my annual bonus? 
what is my typical payout on that annual bonus, not what I could get paid, but what has it been paying. Um, and same thing with the, the new offers, right? Mm-hmm. So just put them side by side, look at your components and go, okay, what am I giving up from what I, where I'm at to leave? Mm-hmm. And I will, I will tell you, you're probably giving up something and that typically could be the long-term incentive because those are typically tied with staying. Yeah, vesting. Um, vesting yeah. period. So you have to be, look at, at in a lens where you say, um, I'm giving up years three, four, and five of my long-term incentive plan, but remember why you are looking at this new opportunity. Why are you leaving? If, if it was so good, then this long-term incentive plan, you should stay and get it. Yeah. But there's, there's, there's some compelling reasons why you're looking at the new opportunity. So look at it as a whole and then look at those other intangible pieces in combination and decide, is that the right opportunity to move to? Yep. And then again, it kind of comes back to where you are in your, you know, your personal life as well, because there, there may be, you know, I might be taking a step back in base compensation, which is stability and, you know, but there might be high upside. So there's there's always going to be a risk and reward. Yeah. Nothing is, I haven't seen a, a comp plan that's 100% guaranteed for anything, right? right? So there's that risk and reward and where are you in, in your spectrum, life yeah. in that spectrum to take on more risk um, to potentially get more reward or do you need more stability? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Well, um, let's assume that all that's aligned. You're, you're, you're going running towards something that's better than you have and the compensation aligns then the risk reward all that stuff we just talked about and you've mentally spiritually emotionally made the decision I'm, I'm moving on and now you have to walk into your boss's office and resign uh, knowing that you want to make a smooth transition we you don't want to burn the proverbial bridge right right, right. so what recommendations do you have for for people to, to make that a smooth transition yeah well I'm I'm old school on this one okay um, and what that means is you do well, it I'll give you a new school you, you do it you do it professionally you do it in person you don't send an email I can't text first. my boss that I'm resigning no don't text your boss um, you Can do I snapchat it in- <laughs> Well, some people would well, like I'd have to download Snapchat yeah, first, right. but I can't. I shouldn't do that. Again, some people would like to do that, but I'm again just on the professional sort of how you do things um, in person. Followed up with a letter, you know, yeah. thanking them for the opportunity to work there. Whatever makes sense to say it in that letter. Um, that letter can be an email. It doesn't have to be dropped off on the guy's desk with a handwritten signature. Uh, in blue ink. In blue ink. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, again, in person. And then a proper notice. Um, that could be anywhere from two weeks to longer. If you're an executive, you might have a, an, an executive agreement that says you've got to give 30 days notice or 60 days notice because mm-hmm. of the critical nature of your position. And that allows for a better transition. So, so. There, there's, there's some variance there, but um, if the company decides not to take your two weeks, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but it's professional to offer it. Yeah. Um, the other the other piece to this is um, this is where um, we we may have touched this on, on another episode, but counter offers. Yeah. Um, um, it is not recommended to accept counter offers. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of uh, studies and a lot of uh, evidence that counter offers actually don't play out in the person's favor of taking the counter offer and staying at your company. Um, basically, the company knows now mm-hmm. that you want to leave, 
and there's th- certain things that they won't be able to change, but they're just going to buy your time a little bit yeah, until they find a re- yeah. until they find a replacement or you in six months go, yep, none of the changes they said they were going to do, they're not going to do. So now I start looking again. Um, so counter offers, um, don't accept them. They're basically just buying their time uh, to keep the position because it's easier for them to keep you and pay you a little bit more than to lose you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think too, it's, it's all about, you know, I think if you are going to resign, um, don't make that time about why you're leaving, what's, you know, maybe negatively going on in the organization or the flaws that, you know, all of our companies have. I mean, right. there's, I've yet to um, work for or hear about a perfect company. We all have our imperfections. So it's it's really about how can I make this a good transition? Right. So, you know, hey, Scott, why are you leaving? You know what? I would rather not talk about that today. I I want this meeting to be about how can I make the next two weeks, four weeks, whatever you think is the proper notice, the smoothest transition. Right. You know, there's always time for that in a potential exit, exit interview yeah. if you choose to disclose that information. Um, yeah, that's, a, it, that's it, a fantastic way to do it because yeah. I think it doesn't create sort of a defensive position of the person you're resigning to. Yeah. Um, they don't try to make excuses. Um, of, of why or hey we'll make all these changes for you um, that way the counter offer sort of doesn't happen then because they don't know what to counter offer you to yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so that's a really good way to do it perfect well awesome well hey this is going to wrap up episode 19 um, good stuff as always Scott if uh, any of the listeners want to get a hold of Scott feel free to uh, look them up on LinkedIn and or you can Find his contact information on verseek.com. And if you like the podcast and you want to listen to more, uh, feel free to find us on your favorite podcast channel, whether that's uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartMedia, etc., etc. So, um, again, had a lot of fun. Appreciate the insight. And uh, we will talk to the listeners next week. Sounds great. We'll see you and hear you then. <laughs> well, Probably not will. see you. <laughs> we'll see you. Bye.